Welcome to the Calvary Podcast, a ministry of Calvary Episcopal Church recorded live in Memphis. The Calvary Podcast is weekly sermons, but also conversations, reflections, and provocations about the mystery of God and what it means to be human in the world in need of repair. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. If we live, we live to the Lord, and if we die, we die to the Lord. So then whether we live or whether we die, we are the Lord's. You may recognize that passage from Romans as part of the opening anthem of the burial office. Those words put our lives and our deaths in perspective. Something much larger is happening than just my life or my death. Both our lives and our deaths are part of and flow into God's never-ending stream of love, hope, and constant renewal of creation. In fact, our lives and our deaths are not even ours. The Apostle Paul arrived at that point after seeking to settle some disputes among the Roman Christian community, there seemed to be some polar opposites in the church. Weak versus strong Christians, vegetarians versus carnivores, those who recognize certain holy days versus those who don't, those who eat versus those who abstain, those who are insiders versus those who are outsiders. The Apostle Paul wanted these different groups not just to tolerate each other, but to welcome each other with hospitality and embrace each other with open arms. He wanted them to see themselves as one unified body. And to do that, he brings up the ultimate of polar opposites, alive versus dead. And he contends that in the eyes of God, through Christ's resurrection, These two are one as well. Yesterday, the Baguette Brothers Men's Bible Study Group held a retreat at Hal Crenshaw's Pecan Orchard in Como, Mississippi. Amongst pecan trees over 100 years old, we talked about the concept of legacy and what our legacies might be, or what we might want them to be after we've died there was actually something life-giving about our discussion. We began to see legacy not as a concrete noun, but as an active verb, as a living contribution to God's never-ending stream. We began to see legacy as something handed down through relationships from our ancestors and their friends to us, then going through us and on to our friends and to future generations. And we began to move away from the concept of my legacy to our legacy, acknowledging, too, that we're all part of something much larger than ourselves. At the end of our conversation, we didn't feel morbid. We felt hopeful. Death didn't seem quite so scary. And life seems to have more possibilities. 
we talked about what one word might describe the legacy that we may want to leave behind. One person said, gratitude. That's what the Apostles Paul was hoping the Roman Christians would see as their legacy too. He wrote, those who eat, eat in honor of the Lord, since they give thanks to God, while those who abstain, abstain in honor of the Lord and give thanks to God. Either way, we give thanks to God. And we offer that together as one people. Gratitude is the way we see beyond ourselves. We acknowledge that someone else, often God, has given us something we could not do or make for ourselves. Gratitude, like legacy, is not a concrete noun. At its best, it too is an active verb. It is a gift to be paid forward, especially to the young and the most vulnerable among us. But gratitude is more than action. It is a way of life. Diana Butler Bass wrote in her book, Grateful, all around us, every day, there are gifts. Whether we are facing a crisis or not, no matter our challenges or feelings, there are gifts most of which go unnoticed, unappreciated, and often disregarded. Sometimes they take us by surprise. We experience the aha of being helped or seeing a beautiful sunset. And the emotion of gratitude wells up in our being. Gifts seem to spring up upon us like an epiphany, bursting our hearts with that wild admixture of humility and joy we know as gratitude. But if we cultivate our awareness to see these, those gifts more often, with clearer and more consistent vision, something else happens. Thankfulness becomes more habitual, a regular part of how we respond to the world. Yes, gratitude still holds the power to surprise and to elicit a strong emotional response. However, as a habit, it also becomes a steadying companion incorporated into the story of our lives. Gratitude is not just a knock-your-socks-off revelation of goodness and beauty. It emerges as a daily, even hourly, disposition of appreciation toward familiar gifts, including the tailwinds of blessing. In gratitude, we acknowledge our lives as gifts from God, and we desire to live them as if they are prayers. Former President Dwight Eisenhower went back to Normandy in 1963 for the first time since World War II, around the 20th anniversary of D-Day, the date of the Allied invasion to liberate France. As he was walking among the grave sites of the troops to whom he gave the order to risk their lives, news anchor Walter Cronkite asked Ike, what he felt toward these men. Eisenhower's voice choked up and he said, they gave us a second chance. I think that's what the Apostle Paul is telling the Romans that God is giving them. A second chance to move from division to unity. A second chance to move from hostility to hospitality. A second chance to move from intolerance to compassion, 
a second chance to move from preoccupation with life and death to being part of the never-ending stream, a second chance to be the body of Christ on earth and in heaven, a second chance to be a little part of God's legacy. We're given those second chances as well. The questions for us are, will the gift of a second chance cause us to live differently in the here and now? How will we live more intentionally in paying our gratitude forward? Will we extend grace and show mercy? Will we receive grace and accept mercy? Will we live the way of gratitude? Will we live to the Lord and die to the Lord? And then, what will be our legacy? Amen. If you're curious about Calvary Episcopal Church, we are an eclectic bunch of Christian people who don't all think the same thoughts or dress the same way or vote for the same candidates or even believe all the same things about the mystery of God and what it means to be human. But we do believe that we need each other because of our differences, not in spite of them, and that God calls us into unity, not uniformity. Subscribe to the Calvary Podcast at calvarymemphis.org slash podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. Visit Calvary in person at the corner of 2nd and Adams in the heart of downtown Memphis, Tennessee.